Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 214. I'm your host, Chris Britton. Let's go! Dialage for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio again today is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Well, let's start off this week with something that made us happy. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start off this week because mine's probably not as, as impressive as yours is, but... You know, sometimes in life it's all about the little things. And there's a video I found on YouTube. I discovered it has 4 million views. It was uploaded back in 2012 about this guy who's excited about, of all things, a train. And I just, I want to I wanna play a little bit of it. I want to say that I've never been as excited about anything in my life as excited as this guy is about this train. So just listen to this. <laughs> Oh, yeah, listen to that bell. Yeah, listen to that bell. Oh, take a look at that. Oh, my God. Listen to that horn. Oh, my God. Oh, she's beautiful. She is. Oh, my gosh. We should have gave a uh, headphone warning there to turn down. There. I'm sorry, guys, if that was just like pfft, horn. <laughs> but, Oh, listen to that oh, horn, man. Listen to that horn. I need to, I need to sound clip that. That's That's got to be on there. Anyway, uh, I will link that video in the podcast show notes. But you know what? That was that was probably just something that helped me get through the week. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was my week. How about yours? Man, uh, I mean, I went to the ROC States tournament. We'll talk about that more later in news. But I just had such a fun time. I forget how much fun it is to play Heroclix. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, you mean this this podcast about hero clicks is not enough hero clicks? What's oh man? All right. You know when you can make fun of happy little hero clicks all day, it's it's pretty great. It's so fun. I love it when he shows up to tournaments. <laughs> all right. Well, we here at Dial H, we like to bring you up to date information about the game of hero clicks and other nerd related content. So let's start off with uh, some figure previews that we got this week, which, by the way, last week there were only approximately five figures in the entire Batman animated set that had not been spoiled. And, like, four of them were Batman, of all things, which was weird, <laughs> but let's get into that. Okay, so three figures I do want to talk about, or we're going to talk about real quick, uh, all of which are Batman. And then we got some information about the upcoming uh, Days of Future Past summer organized play that is going to go down. But we'll start off with 040 Batman from this set. Uh, coming in at a whopping 125 points or 60 points, we have the Batman family, Gotham City, Justice League, Detective, and Martial Artist keywords. He does have the Batman ally team ability, as you would expect Batman to have. He has improved movement, but I'm not really sure what the improved movement is on. Um, HC Realms have the, has this listed uh, as question marks 
right now. So maybe we'll get an update on that, but we do have the rest of the information for you. Uh, it has two traits. The first trait is infiltration. If you did not choose the map when placing characters during game setup, you may place Batman in a square of hindering terrain within five squares of his starting area. Uh, trait number two is called Batarang. Batman may start the game with the Batarang equipped. Batman may activate an equipped Batarang as a free instead of ranged attack and doesn't roll to KO it. That's <sighs> so good. Okay, so Jim, like, we... Uh, go ahead. Go for it. Okay. We've talked about how stupid the Batarang is already, and he can do it as a free action. He doesn't have to roll to KO it. Oh, it's so dumb, Chris. Okay, so if you're not That's caught so up dumb. to speed on what the Batarang does, real quick, it does have an improved targeting, ignores elevated terrain, ignores hindering terrain, ignores characters. You modify your damage by negative one. Top dial for this Batman, he has three damage. Make a ranged attack targeting a single uh, character within four squares and line of fire, and then roll a d6. That's what it normally reads. But he doesn't have to roll for that. So you just get a free action attack at four squares. Yep. Uh, four squares, ignoring characters, ignoring all that stuff. Top dial, he has a 12 attack. So he's going to hit. All right, so special combat symbols. He has Indom and uh, Sidestep. Quake, top dial. I, I'm not really sure why they gave him Quake of all things. I don't things. know if Batman having Quake's a little uh, weird, So I guess uh, if you do happen to have the wording on why he has Quake, why don't you tweet in or message us on Facebook, let us know. He has a special defense power with 18 defense top dial called You Better Hope Your Men Are Worth the Money You're Spending, Combat Reflexes, and Toughness. Adjacent opposing characters cannot use Mastermind. So that's kind of cool. He does have top, 20, top dial 20 defense. Uh, for close combat attacks, and he has three damage without wit. So he's he's really solid. Uh, I really think it. He's he's really good, mostly because of like the free ranged attacks, which is kind of cool because you could like nine square move sidestep two ranged attack for free. So eleven square running shot kind of <laughs> for like I mean it's only two damage, but I mean it's still two damage. Uh, also, you could outwit before you actually give that attack. Very so true. But he doesn't have improved targeting when he's using outwit, only when he does the attack, just so you know. That is correct. So that, yeah. that's good to note uh, and correct. Now, let's go to the 60-point dial, just because in case you don't want to spend 125 points on your Batman. Uh, instead of sidestep, he starts off top dial with this, uh, flurry, 10 attack with quake. He still has the same defensive power, but it's 17 instead of 18. And then his damage power is Perplex instead of Outwit, and it's two damage instead of three damage. So I really like this Batman, mostly, like I said, because of the free attack. I think he's an overall really solid figure. Uh, so, and then uh, 40 puts him... Is that is that the first super rare, or is that the last uncon... Or he is a rare. Rare? Okay. Because so, Lex Luthor's a rare, and he's 44. Okay, good. Good to know. All right, well, that is 040 Batman. Uh, Calder, you want to talk about our wonderful Old Man Bruce? I absolutely do. Uh, old Man Bruce Wayne is 048. He has the Batman Allied Team ability. He's got four range, one bolt. He's 40 points. He has the Batman Family, Gotham City Detective, and Future Keywords. He has one trait. He has no special combat symbols, four-click line dial. His trait is very good, then, Mr. McGinnis. During forest construction, you may choose a character with the Batman family keyword to become Bruce Wayne's apprentice. 
this is going to go just throughout the dial, all sorts of stuff. So just remember that. You choose someone, they're the apprentice. His special attack power for his first three clicks. I accept nothing short of excellence. Once per turn, when Bruce Wayne's apprentice would miss an attack, you may re-roll that attack. If you do, Bruce Wayne's apprentice is named Batman Beyond. Increase the result of the attack by plus one. It is not within range and line of fire. It is a map-wide prob for his apprentice. His special damage power, that is also one of his top three clicks, is welcome to my word. Okay, sure. Uh, outwit. At the beginning of the turn, you may choose that Bruce Wayne can't use Outwit. Instead, Bruce Wayne's apprentice can use Outwit until your next turn. Bruce Wayne just gives all these special powers to someone who's like out and about, and he can just stay in the back. All right, it's awesome. So let's say somebody finally decides to take a shot and you know try to kill Bruce over here. Well, he has a stop click, so if they get past his 18 combat reflexes and they get past the stealth. His stop click on his fourth click, it looks like this. It's a 5 with flurry, a 9 attack with precision strike, which is awesome with flurry, 15 defense with the stop click, and I'll tell you a little more about that later, and then 2 damage out with. Stop click reads, don't forget about the dog. Stop combat reflexes. When this click is first revealed, you may generate an ace bystander. So right there, boom, on your opponent's turn, you get an ace bystander, just like that the second it shows up what does ace do ace has charge 10 attack and 18 defense with defend and then a two damage battle fury he has improved movement ignores characters this is why this is awesome he pops out right next to batman he gives batman 18 defense using defend and then batman has combat reflexes on top of that giving him a 20 defense up close i think this bruce wayne is just disgusting i love him i can't he's so wait good uh he's so good He's he's incredible. He's an excellent use of 40 points. Map-wide prob, map-wide outwits, and if someone actually tries to take him out, ace right there. Okay, let's move on to the last Batman that I wanted to talk about. We all knew this was coming. It's the title Batman. This one's called Batman Caped Crusader. This figure is pretty crazy, actually. I like it a lot. Uh, the, one of the things I want to start off by saying is that the sculpt is him holding his cloak up over his eyes like he is doing in the Batman animated uh, theme song, in, in the actual theme song at the very end when it brings up the logo. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so what does the figure do? Let's start off with the, the negative so we can get that out of the way. Like all title characters have, if they are KO'd, something happens. What happens when Batman is KO'd? Opposing characters modify defense by plus two for the rest of the game. So that's pretty horrible. Oh, man. That's, that's pretty bad. Um, but let's see if we can uh, turn the character around so that he's good enough to make up for that bad. So he's, he has two plot points starting off, and he has four actual abilities to plus or subtract uh, your plot points. So we'll start off with the first one, which is actually really good. So plus one plot point, it's called Smoke Pellets, f Smoke Cloud as Free. So that's really good. I like that. Um, his, negative, his first negative is going to be negative one that says he's everywhere. Free, have speed, and move. Uh, that could be really useful for getting you out of a situation where he might get KO'd and give your opponent plus two defense for the rest of the game. Negative two plot points is called unbeatable, free, heal Batman one click for each token he has. He is indomitable, so that's nice. That is cool. I like that. I just think that one's pretty situational. 
Uh, And the last one is called I'm the Batman. It's negative three, which is honestly one of the lowest ultimates of a lot of the title characters. Yeah, it is. So that's kind of cool. You might actually get a trigger this one pretty often. Um, He does start off with two, so you only need like a couple of turns before you can actually trigger his ultimate. Uh, Free, make a close attack targeting each opposing character within range and line of fire regardless of adjacency. Instead of normal damage, hit characters are given an action token. So it's mass incapacitate, which is kind of cool. Yep. At four range. Uh, that pretty cool. So Dial looks a little bit like this. He does have five range, two bolts. Um, 100 points if I did not mention that with Batman Family, Gotham City, Detective Keyword, Batman Ally Team Ability. Nine speed with charge. 11 attack with incapacitate. 18 defense with combat reflexes. And a little bit of sticking around power with his shape change, three damage. So those are the first two clicks, same identical powers. He moves into a little bit of sidestep close combat expert for the next three clicks of his dial. And then the last two clicks of his dial, he goes into running shot uh, with outwit, and he does have toughness on the last five clicks of his dial. So what do you think about this figure i'm liking it it's not overpowered or anything by any stretch of the imagination in my head but what do you like so he is hard to ko which is exactly what you want something like a title character to be especially when the continuity effect is that crippling to be honest i'm just kind of looking at it his free half speed move it's a negative one which is awesome because it's not an automatic breakaway so that can be situational but it can still work. So I'm looking, the way I look at it, I see like a 10 square charge right away. If you want, you just start with two plot points, which is pretty great. So we can do his half speed move as soon as he you know, wants to. Did I, I think he does have uh, improved movement elevated and hindering. I, I may have forgotten. That, that is also really, really good. So that's good. Because he does not ignore characters like you said. So he's going to have to break away if he does trigger that he's everywhere plot. You know, I don't really see him going down easy. There's very little, especially in a modern game, there's very little ignores stealth, I mean, ignores hindering terrain, like just for line of fire, Uh, especially in this set. I haven't seen a ton of it either, so I think this Batman is really, really good. I think he'll be really fantastic to play in Sealed. Oh, yeah, totally. So um, that'll be good. The incapacitate with double bolts is always appreciated in case you cannot actually trigger his last ability to mass incapacitate everybody so there's that that's an option the only thing is he starts off top dial with charge now obviously you can charge in and incapacitate but you're only going to get one target instead of two which is kind of uh, debilitating so right it's weird i like him i just i don't think he's as good as good as the other batman the one no, that's with, fair the, enough. with the battering yeah, with the battering i was like there's a lot of other Batman, Chris. The one we just talked about. That's the, the one we just talked about. All right, um, gotcha. Okay. Well, if you don't have, or if, yeah, if you don't have anything else to say about uh, these Go figures, ahead and talk we about can. These, uh, whatever, Days Future Pass. Yeah, of... yeah. I'm excited for these. I'm really excited for these. Uh, number one, we're gonna talk about month one. So just to go over really quick, uh, month one is a Wolverine. Wolverine is a participation ID card. Wolverine is like. If you haven't just seen recently, he went for like $100, the Super Rare Wolverine, um, recently on eBay. He's insane, like insanely expensive. He's good. 
don't get me wrong, but he's insanely expensive. Um, and getting a free Wolverine ID, the only thing more expensive than that Super Wolverine is a Wolverine ID card. This Wolverine is awesome because he lets you lets you call him in, which is great and all, but his uh, inspiration is different. So let me just read them off. I just wanted to get off my little soapbox there about Wolverine. It includes alternate identities, which is Logan, Old Man Logan, Colonel Logan, uh, and then Kitty Pride is going to be the prize ID. Her other identities are Kitty Pride, Shadowcat, Ariel, and Sprite. Inspirations uh, for Wolverine, it's Blades, Claws, Fangs, uh, which isn't a half-bad inspiration. It's just like the Swordsman ID card. And then for Kitty Pride, it is Exploit Weakness. Month two is going to be Colossus for Participation, uh, which isn't actually all that great because think about everybody and their mother has a Colossus ID card, uh, to be fair. And then Rachel Summers is going to be the prize ID card. Her alternate identities are Marvel Girl, Phoenix, and Hound. Okay. So if, if you are not familiar with the character of Rachel Summers, she is from the Age of Apocalypse alternate... No, I'm sorry. Days of Future Past alternate timeline in the future where they hunt down mutants. She is used for her powers to hunt down. She is called a Hound, so that is why they have it on there. Now, we did look it up real quick. There was one hound hero click made in the history of this game. And it's actually from the Danger Room set that they made a long time ago. So it is not playable at all uh, I mean, if you're playing a Golden Age game, you want to call in that uh, combat. What, what, is, what is it? She is uh, zero damage, close combat expert, uh, eight movements, which energy on neutralize. Um, Th- that whopping nine attack tactile. Fast state, man. Uh, so she's pretty. She's pretty terrible. Um, but Colossus is cool. Uh, I like this inspiration a lot. So you can you can kind of choose which Colossus you want to use because this inspiration is charged, which is move and attack. But the other one is more defensive, which is pervious, which I can really dig. And month three is going to be a storm participation, and Magneto is the prize. Inspiration for storm is energy explosion. Magneto is penetrating second blast. Uh, much better than the normal Magneto um, inspiration. I think it's not Force Blast. It's something really bad. Let me look that up really quick. It's. I know it's like, eh, why would you play this? It's not okay. good. Tell, tell while, you're, while you're looking that up, I want to make one comment on the Wolverine ID card, which I think is weird. They managed to put under other identities Colonel Logan, like you said. Yep. Colonel Logan, of all other identities, instead of... Uh, how about Weapon X? Like that would that one actually makes more sense, kind of. That would um, make way more sense. What about Patch? They left Patch off of there. Uh, <laughs> there's so many identities that Wolverine has gone under over the years, and I just found it a little bit weird that some of the most iconic identities that he had they completely left off of here, and then they put Colonel Logan on there. So if you think about it. Um more theme-wise, this is Days of Future Past, right? So he was actually going by Colonel Logan, and I guess it's the future, so maybe Old Man Logan makes sense, but it would. I don't, I'm totally unfamiliar with Patch, but uh, Weapon X, probably not on a wanted poster, but I think he should have been Weapon X, because there are some good Wolverine Weapon Xs they could call in for Golden Age games. It would be fun. Anyway, there was the uh, Age of Apocalypse Weapon X. It would sweet, too. Anyways... Uh, these one posters are awesome. They're really cool ID cards. Check them out. Uh, look at the posters. I shared them on Facebook. You can check out Colossus's beautiful, shiny teeth. He's got that full, uh, big and wide smile going on. And then, uh, 
Jean Grey just looks terrified to be just getting her picture taken. I love it. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all of what we have this week for spoilers and things like that. So, Carter, you have a wonderful story to tell us. I've got a great story. Yesterday, uh, well, two days ago for you guys, yesterday for me, was the South Dakota State's ROC. I have been practicing like crazy to get ready for this. And by practicing like crazy, I mean I've been playing against Bessie and Bessie and all my other cattle because I, I was really just excited to finally play. All they play is six hell cows, like every single time. I'm like, no, it's 300 modern. You gotta play more than hell cow. But all they say is, mom. Like, all right, fine, fair enough. Uh, let me go over my team really quick. I really wanted to use the Blackbird. And this is sort of a spin, but not really a spin on what I use for nationals. So kicking us off. We have the ever-important, I ran two giant girls, just to get that out of the way. One fast horses, one main set giant girl. Then I ran the Blackbird with the resource style. Then I ran Samantha Calf, her at 70 points. I ran two Moria McTaggarts, one Domino, fast horses Domino, at 25 points. Then I had a 10-point Thug. My ID cards are as follows. There are eight ID cards, so, so follow me. All right, Banshee at five points. Cyclops, Jubilee, Beast, Angel, Iceman. All new Wolverine and Leech. This is a 300 point team. It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. My first game, not going to go too terribly far into it. I want to thank first, actually, Lucas Van Holland for running the event. He did an awesome job. He had really cool, fun prizes there. He was giving away prizes for like someone who rolled the first crit miss in a round or the first crit hit. So the prize for first crit miss, which offended me personally. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Uh, I just want to go back. It's actually Superhero Lucas Van Hollen. Ah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that is his official title for uh, Dial H. Ooh, ah, uh, yeah. All right, Superhero Lucas Van Hollen. The prize for first Christmas was Professor X Dreamer, and I'm like, wow, is that supposed to be a negative competition? He's like, yeah, he's garbage. I'm like, uh, that garbage beat you at a WKO. Love you, bro. Just saying. <laughs> and, anyways, Professor X Dreamer is not a good figure. He was probably carried, but I'm just saying... He did get second place at WKO. So my team was super simple, right? It was an X cannon, and I love it so much. Thug got the X-Men team ability, sorry, the X-Men keyword from Moria's, since they were both higher points. So he could drive the jet, which gave it the cool inspiration, which meant I had plus two to range when I was next to the jet, which is sick. The jet itself is just at 100 points, totally stock. I would basically move up, carry Sam Cap and the Moira's, and, well, Domino for prob. Once I did that, I'd drop down whatever X-Men I wanted to call in, and then double perplex up with Moria, enhancement from the jet, normal perplex from Captain America. I'm shooting, like, 12 attacks, 6 damage most of the time, and I'm, like, one-shotting figures. Which was really great, unless you're going up against Invincible, and that's when I did not have a whale of a good time against the Namor Giganto team I faced right away. It was on a map, this really weird ROC map that's, like, a maze and it was borderline impossible to find any places for the jet to touch down in that map because of how small it is. Uh, but I did, and I almost won that game. It was funny because we were tied for a bit, and what put him over, I'm going to spoiler alert, he won. But here's what's really awesome and fun about it. He ran th four Giganto and Namors, three at 50 points, one at 100, Surter and Groot. I went up right away. I know I had to kill Surter. So I killed Surter because he's just terrible and annoying. He had to die. Once that happened, 
He Colossal Retaliated with Groot. This is where I got lucky. He rolled a crit miss when he Colossal Retaliated with Groot, which is really sad. Uh, he did give me a Dr. Leslie Owens. That died right away. Then it was just trying to kill these uh, Giganto and Amors. I don't know what their 50-point dial looks like from memory. Now I know it's five clicks long with a stop click at the end because they're whatever. But it was driving me insane because they have an 18 defense with um, whatever, Invincible. And this, this game really hurt my head so bad with all the sidesteps and the free quakes they did. It ended up he killed Moria McTaggart, Moria McTaggart, and Domino. And we both killed 75 points of stuff. Like, I'm oh, sorry, 95 points of stuff, I believe. Yeah, because he also killed a 20 point. Uh, no, he didn't. Anyways, whatever. We, it, we ended, oh yeah, he killed both giant girls. So we both ended up, we had 95 points, and then I remembered that I used ID cards to call in to KO figures, and that put him over 9 points, and he won. And I was like, dang it. It was this close, we were this far from greatness. My next game uh, was a lot of fun, and I kind of feel bad when I do this, because there are some players in South Dakota, obviously we're not a huge competitive state, uh, that just kind of come out to have fun and play. So when I play against somebody who's very obviously not like really playing playing the meta, I like to just cool my jets a little bit. But I'm get it, play it. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> just move on. Okay. Uh, anyway, he was playing the Fast Forces Loki, which was actually a pain in the butt to deal with. Like Mystics can actually really bother me, and I had to kill him twice, which is super annoying. And he's playing Enchantress and Gamora. It just it wasn't really a competitive team. When you go against something that's not really competitive, you just kind of kill it, you know. Like it just it feels bad, but you kind of tell them, hey, if you're gonna do this next round against somebody else, you should probably do this and that. Because that enchantress is actually also not bad. She also has mystics and perplex. If you roll high on her like D6 roll her ability, but troll and Gamora aren't really that amazing of figures. Uh, it was still a fun game to play. It put me up on points so I could try to do better in the next round. The next round, I was actually going against a team that was very similar to what I played at Nationals. It was Sam Cap, Shredder Clone, Overdrive, and he had a lot of class retaliation. He had three giant girls, two carnages, and I don't know, I don't think he had a Surter. And that was it. He just had a lot of class retaliation. He had a group, too. And that was super annoying, boxing ring. So what I basically did was I ran up right away, tried to kill Sam Cap. It took two shots, which I wasn't proud of. And then after that, I just pick everybody up the jet, and I move away. Uh, but eventually he just whittled my team down. Thug even popped out of the jet. Uh, I always forget to take out Shredders right away. A mistake I wouldn't make later. And that was about it that happened to the team. I only scored uh, what was it, 98 points. And so I was really worried, because I'm two losses, one win, and I don't know how I'm going to do this. Because I really want that map. I really want that ROC map, like, so badly. The very last game I go against, it's Unimine. So I know this is a team that if I play it right, I can make up the points. I see that he's running the mirror of Mr. Whatever. The shape change mirror. And I know, I know in my head, if I can kill that mirror before he picks it up, I, it'll be that much easier to kill. Well, I, I lose map roll like I do with every single game, apparently. So I, I don't get the chance to kill the mirror right away, which really blows. Instead, I have to wait for him to use his perplexes. And, oh, he ran Unimind, Lockjaw, and some Qualis Retaliation. I forget exactly all what it was. But in the end, I was able to kill Unimind. He had the Star Fox Chase, the Thanos, and I believe Makrai, whatever it was, Makari, for his Unimind Blue Flames. I was able to kill all of them with a Pulse Wave in the end. 
and I was able to put myself at 1,145 points, which secured my spot in the top eight. Now that I was in the top eight, I, was, I scored seventh place, which means I was going to be against the number two seed. And if you were paying attention to what the uh, what I posted on Facebook, you will know that number two was none other than fellow underpog teammate Kevin Nelson. <laughs> I forgot we named ourselves the underpog. So and <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I know. We'll, we'll move past it. We'll move past it together, Chris. Uh, but no, Kevin ran a solid team. He was also running Sam Cap. He's also running Shredder. Let me go off his team. So Sam Cap, Shredder, Groot, Surter, Overdrive, three giant girls, two normal ones, one fast forces, the Pim Pocket Tank, Carnage, and then his ID cards were Jean Grey, Cyclops, Iceman, Professor X, Wolverine, Chamber, and then he had a boxing ring. I know Kevin's a really good player, so I know I had to try to kill him. Because, I mean, I love Kevin. Don't get me wrong. I love Kevin so much. I love him to death. But I know he had to die. So I move up right away, and I think I can kill Surter. I can kill Sandcap. Surter, Sandcap. So just, I, I ended up, I'm just, just going to just obliterate Sandcap. So I, boom, one-shot Sandcap. And I was like, all right, cool. By the way, in the top eight for this ROC, we had to share dice. And that is so incredibly awkward. Nothing against the ROC. I'm glad you guys are running events. You're running events that I can get to, you know, since I don't like to travel very far. And it's hard for me to travel very far, even to just get to South Dakota events. So I love I love the ROC. But having to share dice was the most awkward thing I've ever done in HeroClix. And Why it was, was it awkward? It was just weird because, you know, you're used to just holding your dice. I mean, I'm used to setting my dice down or, like, always holding them in my hand. So when it was my turn, it was like, oh, yeah, sorry, here's... Here you go, Kevin. This is the dice. Or when it was whatever time for my turn or his turn, he'd be like, oh, yeah, uh, Kevin, I need dice. Like, he would make an attack roll, and I'd be like, I'm going to steal this one. I have to roll super senses. Sorry. <laughs> you know, it's it was really weird, because sometimes he would just hold dice, and I'm like, I, I need the dice. And I'm like, oh, and sometimes I would, like, hold the dice. I'm like, yeah, sorry, we're not used to sharing. It was just weird. It wasn't, like, really awkward. It was just really weird, just sharing dice with your opponent. It was, eh, I don't know, it was weird. I also don't like that they have round edges. I like the square edge dice, but whatever. Anyways, I don't like those either. They, if you roll them just so that they start spinning on a side, and then it takes forever for it to like, <laughs> okay, any day now, dice. Okay, it's, oh, there it is. It is so bad. It's like watching like a TV show sitcom, and you're waiting for something to happen. You don't know where it's gonna happen. You're like, ah, five, six, five, six, five, six. It's a one. Like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> so weird when they start rolling like that. Anyways, I took out Sam Cap right away. Sort of retaliated, like you should have. Um, didn't kill anybody yet. And then the Fast Forces Giant Girl retaliated and killed one of my Morias. Uh, he moved up a walking wood. I had to roll Breakaway. I rolled Breakaway and actually got the six on the jet to completely leave because plasticity stops, whatever, automatic Breakaway. Once it was that, I was like, I'm going to run away like a little, you know, like a little wuss. And he's like, hey, it's okay as long as you know it's what you're doing. Because, like, I ran up, boom, I shot, like, right, I shot 80 points. And it's top eight. And I just want to play safe at this point. So I ran away, and I felt bad. And so, don't worry, it wasn't an entire game of me running away. Uh, him and Shredder, they move up. They do some damage. I call in someone. I kill Shredder in uh, basically, I think, a turn and a half. Yeah, because before I picked up and moved, I had I called in someone to attack Shredder. Then I picked up and moved, and then Angel disappeared. That's who I called in, which is, you know, it's cool. It's cool to call in somebody and then just completely move away. They disappear, so they, you don't have to worry about them gaining points, which is awesome. After that, 
it was it was really bad, and I misplayed it really badly because I, after I had killed Shredder and I killed Sam Cap, it should have just been pretty much over. I really messed up a pulse wave uh, that should have been better when I called it off. It didn't hit certain people because there's blocking terrain. We were playing on Wakakanda, and I was at back at my starting area. I ran all the way back to my starting area, and I called in Banshee permanently. I re-boiled, I re-boiled him in, and I didn't kill the whatever because Domino was too close to the front. Anyways, Domino died anyways next turn. What ended up happening is it was just the jet left. It was just overdrive left. And it was a walking wood left. And the walking wood used... Or Samcap was actually all still alive. But the jet... Walk, whatever. He, he used the walking wood to use the pim tank. Uh, and it killed Jubilee, a call-in I just used to try to take out some Colossals. She missed. And... It killed Jubilee, it dealt Sandcap 2 damage, which really blew, and then, whatever, another Colossal killed Sandcap. So it was just the Jet left, and I realized the Jet was at, like, 200 points. So I real boyed in the Chase Iceman, and man, do I love how this worked. I real boyed in Chase Iceman, I killed the Colossals, it was just freaking... Oh, it was just overdrive and the pin pocket tanks is the big tank now. Like that was it. That was all that was left. He just killed the jet. He killed Thug. That was in the jet. So it was literally just my real boy Iceman. Well, overdrive can't deal any damage to Iceman because he only does two damage. Iceman has impervious. And then because of the way I was popping out ice clones and then the hindering terrain on Wakakanda, the jet only has an eight attack with four damage. It was not going to hit. It would need a 12 to hit me because I would have a 2 plus defense if he shot through the hindering. And then there's an ice clone in front of Iceman, so he wasn't able to see him. So he would just kill ice clones. And I was actually like, I've got this game. This is awesome. I'm going to run up, pulse wave the jet, take a rest, then pulse wave, overdrive, and whatever. And then time was called, and we counted up points, and he won. And this I is what happens when you french fry when you need the pizza, man. Yeah, I really wanted to... <laughs> you just need to roll better. Just Gosh, just that. fix that. Uh, I know. Uh, but anyways, it was awesome. It was great seeing everybody. Devin was there from Happy Little Hero Clicks. We talked. We had a great time. I asked him, hey, how do you get so, like, how do you uh, how do you do the Hero Clicks YouTube scene? He says, oh, that's easy. Uh, just clickbait. It's like, just, just clickbait all the way, bro. Just clickbait. All you guys do is say, <laughs> top 10 weirdest Hero Clicks encounters. Dot, 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 most sexual, question mark? My God, that's, <laughs> that's good clickbait, Devin. Loved it. I can go over a few of the teams. Uh, the overall winners, I can actually just bring up the standards right now. So at eighth place was Jordan Arnold. He was my second match of the day. That was the Sandcap Overdrive team. At seventh place was me. Uh, Simeon Bruce was sixth place. Jacob Marcus was fifth place. Zach Pogany, the whale team, was fourth place. Devin from Happy Little Hero Clicks was third place. Kevin, that beautiful man, got second place. And then Isaac got first place. And Isaac ran an X-Men theme team. It was really good. Okay. All right. Well, you know that you are not the only person to make it to a competitive event this week. We actually got one of our own listeners to tweet in to us and let us know. Matthew Ryan went to the Canadian Nationals. Uh, I don't know if he actually participated in the Nationals, but he did send us 
Some pictures of what he did walk away with from the Battle Royales, and he got himself a uh, Power Woman. That was pretty sweet. Oh, nice. Yeah, as well as con-exclusive Starro, Thanos, and the Thanos Copter. Some of the older um, LEs that they gave out a while ago, like uh, Shredder and stuff like that. And then got himself his own Blackbird. So, uh think he had fun and as always if you are a listener out there and you want to let dial h know about some event you went to or something like that or it doesn't even really have to be in an event if it's your local regular gaming shops weekday game and you had a really fun game you guys want to tell us about then you are more than welcome to uh come and just let us know for sure Okay, uh, is that all you wanted to say about your That is events? all I have to say, and if anybody has a States ROC map from this year, I will gladly buy it from you. I really loved Infinity War. I really want that map. That is all I have to say. I'm done. Okay, <laughs> well, that was quite a bit of a story. So I'm going to give you a minute to rest uh, those beautiful vocal cords of yours. We're going to move into something we like to call Hidden Gem. But wait, wow, that looks like a diamond. So Hidden Gem is a segment where we've chosen a character that kind of skirted under the radar in a set when the set came out that actually wasn't too bad. Maybe more people would want to play it, and maybe you didn't even know about it. This week, I actually chose a character that I didn't even know existed, honestly. It's from the Star Trek set, uh, number 31, which is called M113 Creature. This specific one is going to be for anybody out there that wants to play either an animal or monster theme teams. I found this figure. It's just a little bit interesting to me and not too bad, so maybe get your hands on this. 75 points coming in with top dial, no special combat symbols, no range, zero range in one bolt. Uh, he has, or it has, I guess. It's a monster. Anyway, uh, seven speed with sidestep, blank attack, 18 defense with super senses, three damage with exploit. Now, that doesn't sound too good. It doesn't have any special powers. Here's where it actually starts getting pretty good it has a trait and it just gives it shape change the entire <laughs> dial is super senses shape change and that has never been good in the history of hero clicks so yeah <laughs> the entire dial i kid you not is shape change and super senses on top of that the entire dial is exploit weakness so that's not too shabby 10 attack is pretty consistent it is a seven seven click long dial and the first five clicks are 10 attack and then other than the first click every click on the dial has um, steel energy so you can heal back up even if you take damage and lastly it has its second trait which says whenever an adjacent opposing character fails to break away after resolutions deal that character one damage so that's pretty good and heal the m113 creature by one click it has not one, but two ways to heal for 75 points with an entire dial of shape change super senses and an entire dial of penetrating damage. So as far as characters go, this one's pretty simplistic, but it's actually a, a bit of a beat stick. So if you are of the mind to play an animal or monster theme team out there, just uh, maybe don't forget about this piece. Maybe pick one up on uh, Cool Stuff Inc. or something like that. You know, I can really dig it. I like him. I like him a lot. Huh. And when you said, you know, it's a figure I didn't even know existed. That's the entire Star Trek set for me whenever we play Bad Samaritan. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Well, uh, that is going to be your hidden gem. Now, this is this is not like a crazy one. Like some have been in the past, where like, oh my God, how did we miss this figure? But it is a nice little, uh, maybe like a topaz tier in the hidden gem section. So <laughs> Let, let's let's take a trip, Carter. Let's uh, go on down to the uh, value corner. Down the corner. Oh, so much value here in the uh, Silver Age, Golden Age, Modern Age, value, value corner of value. Today we're going to be talking about a figure, one of my favorite sets of all time. I'm not going to tell you it yet. You just got to listen up, all right? Four range, 60 points, no special combat symbols. That's right, you guessed it. Don't need them. The keywords are Avengers Initiative, Scientist, and Spy. I don't want to give away one of these keywords, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you in a little bit, all right? Just, just stay with me here, folks. Hidden something when a friendly character is KO'd, heal them one click, which is awesome. Uh, maybe not good, but, it, you know, brings some longevity to this figure. Next up, this guy has two special, sorry, three clicks of this special damage power, the first two and the last click. Uh, this dude can use Perplex. When he does, choose one. He can Perplex normally, but who wants to do that? Or, or, unique modifier, you can Perplex to target all friendly characters within four squares in line of fire. Oh, choosing. I know who this is. Ah, yes. darn it. Choosing a single combat value to modify. All right, then I'll just go ahead and say it. Pro registration is the other keyword. You're never going to use that on a team anyways. Whatever. I, Actually, I, I am missing a few pro registration figures, and I definitely want to pick them up because I just want to run that keyword, but go on. Ugh. Anyways, I, I don't know how long I was going to be able to keep it a secret from Chris, knowing how big a fan you are. And it wasn't very long. But I tried. Top dial, he's got two clicks of sidestep, two clicks of willpower, two clicks of that special damage power I just talked about. Middle of the dial, he gets leap climb, toughness, and outwit. His stats are all the same on the first four clicks. Seven movement, nine attack, 17 defense, two damage. Last click, sidestep, toughness, and then that special damage power again. Why is this person good? You're thinking 60 points for a big perplex is kind of really spendy and no you're right it is but check this out just playing yesterday and how many times i got like chained on by giant girls so fast forces giant girls you can keep using them like it's not just oh the free action it's not one free action you can just keep free actioning her stupid in addition to in addition to as long as you have a space where you can physically put a giant girl to make an attack and they'll have sidesteps so they can move out of the way depending on the map so combine this figure with either those giant girls or his other very nice female friends, the normal giant girls from the main set, and also Wasp part of the Avengers, because her colossal retaliation isn't actually a colossal retaliation. Her ability to just be teleported there, it's a title ability. So really, you can colossal retaliate three times with three different unique characters, the Fast Forces, the main set giant girl, or any colossal, and the Wasp. And then if you just want to do all sorts of colossal retaliation, you can just buy a ton of giant girls. Now, that's the more expensive end of this, but what I'm selling you here is a four-square perplex to all your friendly characters. All right, it is all friendly characters in four squares in line of fire. Now, giant girls, which is a great strategy with this dude, would be a little expensive to do because, A, they're tall, you can't see them all. But if you have a whole team of Avengers, and there are a ton of low-point Avengers that need their defense or attack boosted, 
It's amazing. The amount of perplex you get for this guy is absolutely absurd. Chris, you already know who it is. Yeah, as a massive, massive fan of the character in all of his iterations. Uh, I, I Well, let's be honest. I'm kind of good at this. I knew exactly who it was as soon as you said no combat symbols and four range, one bolt. I knew exactly who oh, it was. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Yellow Jacket, man, from Civil War. He was awesome. I really liked playing him sealed, and I traded him away. And I'm like, I really should get another one. And then I saw just how cheap he was. Well, you are trying to sell me a value here down on the corner. How much are we talking here? We are talking not four, not three, not two. No, 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 no. One. That's right, Chris. One quarter for this guy. 25, 25 cents. cents. Cool wow. stuff, And you can buy eight of them if you want. Please don't well, buy all eight. I do not advise buying eight of them, but you should probably go pick one of them up. That's actually really cheap for a figure that's still in modern. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I like it a lot, and obviously I love the character. Um, spoiler, this is not actually Hank Pym. No. I'm pretty, pretty sure it's not. Uh, no, that's, anyway. that's what the hidden agenda trait is, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, go go read Marvel Comics. You'll understand that this is not actually Hank Pym. But uh, for all intents and purposes, it is Hank Pym. Uh, and, yeah, he's legitimately pretty decent, especially at that actual cost. So go pick one of those up. Now let's move on to something I'm super excited about, and that is going to be the month of August. Okay, let's start off with this. Dial H for Heroclix works off the value for value model, and our goal is to entertain you guys and gals. So if you feel that we give you value in your life, consider showing us some love and leveling up your heroic rank, just like Lucas Van Hollen did at the beginning of the show. Superhero. Yes, yeah, superhero. There it is. Uh, so, uh, heroic rank level ups occur at the first, uh, first episode of every month or following your donations on PayPal. And don't forget, your names and titles appear in the show notes. For the months, you contribute to the community as you are producers of the podcast. So here's why I'm excited for the month of August. We are going to do a, an entire month of giveaways in, in the month of August. So uh, the first episode of the month, we are going to give a token set out. And that's actually going to be created by someone we've mentioned on the podcast multiple times before, a man that does great work. He is one of our listeners and an active and avid member of our community. So we love you, Enrageous. Thank you very much for that. Um, I, we have linked pictures of his work in the past, so I'll see if I can scrounge up another one. But uh, a mystery token set. Uh, it might be some bystanders that he created or uh, some actual tokens or something like that. Everything he does is of very good quality, so I do highly recommend that. Um, we're going to give that away on the first month. The next three episodes consecutively, we are going to give away hard copies of some Blu-ray movies related to comic books. We are going to give away a copy of Justice League War, as well as a copy of The Dark Knight, as well as a copy of, what was the last one? X-Men First Class, I believe? Yeah, X-Men First Class. Okay, so you have the ability to win those. Um, and when we get closer to August, we're going to run over the rules on how to win all those, and we'll ship those right to your house. 
Um, and the last month, uh, this one is, or the last episode of the month, this is going to go out to only, so the only people that are capable of winning this, since it's kind of special, it's kind of a big deal, are going to be the pe- people that are on our Patreon and our supporters of the podcast. We are going to run a game through the month, and then at the end of the month, whoever is a patron, as well as uh, gets the puzzle solved that we are going to give out throughout the month, is going to win a Batman animated series starter set, which we will ship right to your house. Um, So a couple little disclaimer things about that real quick. Uh... Yeah, we're going to try to stay within shipping of the United States. We understand that we do have listeners all over the world, and we do appreciate you guys. But I apologize. I am not shipping a Batman starter set to to Finland. That is way too expensive. <laughs> Sorry, Tiamu. <laughs> but if you are a, a United States listener, you want to contribute to the podcast, you want to be part of our community, you want to get your own heroic rank or uh all of the gentlemen that are already in uh our patreon and have your own rank you will be um in the pool to win a batman starter set so we will get that shipped out to you we're really excited about that and we will give you guys updated information as far as how the game that we are going to play is going to go uh closer to august so look forward to that we will mention it again and we'll see what we can do uh later so, moving on past that, let's do a little bit of community. There are dozens of us. Dozens! All right, so every week on Twitter and on Facebook, we put a Community Tuesdays question. Uh, this Community Tuesdays question, uh, we got so many answers for this week uh, because I put it on Reddit as well. Uh, we are not going to go over the Reddit questions, or the Reddit answers, rather, just because Oh, my gosh. There was, like, some major argument as to, oh, like, man. what would be a good idea all over the Reddit, man. It was, Whoa, wait. It People arguing on Reddit? Yeah. No I way. know, right? That's, like, that's all it's for. Wow. Um, so we're just going to stick to <laughs> Facebook and Twitter this week. But the Community Tuesday question this week was, what type of expansion accessories would you like to see WizKids produce for the game of Heroclix? And what are we missing out on by WizKids not selling? Um, what my answer was going to be was already reiterated multiple times throughout these answers so i'm not even going to say anything do you want to answer it or would what you would have chosen was that already answered in your answers it was not chosen for me i have it's probably a really dumb idea when you think about it but i want a card sleeve like a whiz kids card sleeve that has a little part like a little slidey window to look at the dials, so I don't have to completely take them out of the sleeves all the time. It's super annoying to completely, or, you know, actually trust your opponent to not flip your cards over. Yeah, right. Anyways, I want card sleeves that have a little slidey window. Besides that, it's like, hey, how many points is he? I'm like, it's on the dial. And uh, sometimes, when they look at the card, they're like, where's the point value? I'm like, it's on the back, and they'll flip it. I'm like, oh, point value's on the back. There's the rest of everything, you know? <laughs> Okay, all right. That's actually a good answer, and I did not get that at all on Twitter. But let's start off with Bushido. Uh, Justin Sly said, Colossal Action Tokens. (laughs) Some of these answers are better than others. I'm going to put that out there. I I was thinking about that. Colossal Action Tokens would just look like uh, hockey pucks. Huge. Oh, my God. Uh, Or like... um, uh, air hockey, air hockey pucks. That's what they look like. 
Uh, T-shirts, carrying cases, dice and token packs, but only additional collectible tokens with rarities. And then, oh yeah, one more thing. And he lo he put a picture of a dice popper. Do you remember the the game Trouble? No. Or uh, sorry as well. Oh okay, that, yeah. Like, that little dice oh, popper in the middle of it, and you click on the, it, and it, yeah. Okay. No, I'm yeah, following now. One of those. That way you don't have to like worry about your dice flying all over the table or flying off of the table or whatever. You just hit it and then it, it rolls your dice for you. Cut one out of sorry. Just yeah. Take, take <laughs> Cut one out of sorry. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I, I can actually kind of I can dig it. That's funny. Uh, Tim Sear, I think it's time for online to come back with one reply. Why? <laughs> Who said why? No, so Edward K is like. Why would they do that? It won't make any money. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough, but like online was pretty cool. All right, we have super villain Seth Aaron. He's also a, a super fan. Uh, this week on Twitter, his name is Cotton Hills Lost Shins. Uh, map packs in packs of three or something like that. Barrier slash smoke markers like the Clicks FX markers. Bystander packs, though there are plenty of people who make them. I like the shiny ones WizKids made last year. And lastly, he said, line of fire tools. That would be incredibly helpful. Zachary Hooligan. I miss quality OP kits, the main word there being quality. Uh, relics and summer events that felt like mini sets. The summer events the most, it was, uh, it was a good draw for me players. And I miss all the solid memories I have from being on equal ground, competing with my peers. Okay. Actually, yeah, they... They really haven't put out a bunch of them in a while. Oh. So. Uh, Jason Levine said, Campaign packs where you have an objective to complete and can be played on your own. Bystander packs, 3D objects, 3D terrain, generic figures like zombies, dinosaurs, animals, things that would add thematically to games, to which we got a response from uh, Lynn, and he said, Campaign stuff would be great. I absolutely love that. I love that idea. Um, I don't know if you played in, like, Fear Itself had those weird starter, pseudo-starter kits that had, like, little scenarios on them, the scenario packs, and those are super fun to play. So I would totally dig some campaign-style stuff. Brian Poling, and I want to give a shout-out really quick. He won the Michigan uh, State ROC, so congratulations to Brian Poling. He said, big summer events like War of Light and uh, overall just more DC special objects. Okay. Citizen Collectible said, how about a ring or marker to place on one figure on each side to revive the arch enemies mechanic? So if you are new enough to HeroClix that you don't have any idea what he's talking about, arch enemies mechanic is when they used to make figures that had different color bases. They'd make like two in a set or something like that, and oh. both of them would have the same color base, and it would be non-black. So uh, there's like orange and red color bases and stuff out there. Uh, the only thing that happened with Arch Enemy was you, if you KO'd them, I'm pretty sure with your Arch Enemy, then you got like double the point value for that in a pointed game. So wow. it did nothing. It did nothing wow. in a non-point counting game. So it was kind of dumb with the way they implemented it they could have done it a lot better like oh if you're attacking this person with this person then they get plus one to attack because like it's their arch enemy and they hate them or something like that so um that would be cool i think it would be maybe interesting to add like a mechanic where if you pay 
10 points or something, you can slap rings on the bottom of two of your characters, like one of your characters and then one of your opponent's characters, and it add arch enemy mechanic to the game. I think that would be cool. So that's where he was headed. Uh, more Build-A-Figure pieces to collect, more unique dice, like a D6 with unique sides, not just a regular die. Hmm. All right. I can dig it. Brett Bowers, storage accessories. While it's easy to find a good tackle box or similar to store clicks, I would like to see something made exclusively to hold my cards and tokens while keeping my Avengers vs. Defenders War Ghost Rider secure without breaking it. Okay. Uh, as far as keeping your cards and stuff like that, if you are carrying around a lot of them, I've actually seen players use the same things that uh, Magic the Gathering players use to carry around their decks of cards. And it also, there's like sections for dice if they are using D20s to keep track of their life total and stuff like that. So might be an option for somebody out there. Chris Rizzle, Rizzy said, uh, more neoprene maps, more maps. Start making more of the bystander tokens that pop off of clicks. And then he wants like ice clones for Chase Iceman. Yeah, like what happened to the days of uh, like Red Wolf? Like with his wolf that Oh, those are so cool. And, and stuff like that. Like that, that was cool. I like that stuff. Yeah, even Penguin has one of those, and he's still modern age. So, like, why don't we, why don't we jump back on that train? Come on, guys. Is it, is it that hard to make a little? I don't know. Who knows? Eric Caves, some custom terrain. Some of the best HeroClix pictures I see are maps that have actual elevated terrain, you know, full buildings, lampposts, etc. It would be awesome to bear some weight, you know, now that the colossal figures exist, it'll make it look so much cooler that they're on maps. You know, and it would have major impact on how the game feels. It shouldn't, you know, elevate like super high since great size lets you see over a certain elevation. But uh, just going a couple of inches would be really nice. I totally agree. It would be great to have like little like trees and stuff. Obviously, you yourself can make those. But if WizKids had like just, they could do flat things of paper and then you could just fold them together and they could just make buildings or trees. You know, you've seen stuff like that, right? For other boards. Yeah, for sure. That would be so sweet. Okay, so actually, just to reiterate that, it, this is just how it happened. Uh, an answer from Bryce Bangerter said, 3D terrain, 3D bystanders instead of tokens and 3D objects. It would liven up, liven up the map to see more than just flat representations of everything. So, yeah. Definitely agree. Superhero, Lucas Van Holland. WKO WKO kits that aren't insulting anymore. The old ones were awesome. So the old ones were like, you got a chase set, like a prime set, I think, for WKO kits. And now it's just whatever figures they want to give out as prizes. So yes, the other prizes were much, much better. Okay. Lynn said maps, light and heavy objects, actual 3D plastic smoke and terrain markers instead of cardboard squares. So they Hmm. do make smoke, right? With the clicks effects ones? Yeah. I mean, I know Nightcrawler had, like, some billowy-looking smoke stuff, so I don't know why they wouldn't have that on other uh, figures. Yeah, they could do that, and just instead of making it... I think it was purple. It was purple, yeah. Make it, like, gray or blue or something. I don't know. I guess, I mean, they could keep it purple. The power itself is purple. That is true. So, whatever. I can deal with um, it. Uh, Nick Zim. They need to nail down the core gameplay and tamp down with the power creep before worrying about that stuff. Well, that's, um... Okay. <laughs> wow, way to hit us with the truth that's, bomb there. That's not how this game works, okay? They just care about money. Uh, we, <laughs> we have an answer from Vigilante Michael Miller. Said, bystander tokens and 3D terrain, heavy and light 3D objects. I love that ROC gives them to participants, but I'm curious what WizKids could make. So, as a person, this is just me. 
I actually went out of my way and na managed to, it was like a few years ago, lock down one of those really old school 3D objects Heroclix packs. It cost me like $25 or something on eBay. They're so cool. I mean, just putting a little soda machine on the map is, you. I mean, it, it looks dumb, but it's fun. So why not? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, David Cologne, Battlefield Conditions Revamped. Is that all? Is yeah, that what you said? that's it. You should probably write in and let us know what you mean by revamp, because I, I feel like there's a reason they got rid of Battlefield Conditions. Uh, if you played back during Battlefield Conditions, you would understand. Uh, Jedi Legend said some marker to when you've got an, an effect, like negative one to your defense, so you don't forget. So like a like a perplex marker, I think, would... Maybe what what they're going for? Maybe like an uh, one for outwit. Like oh, something is outwitted on this character. Slap it under. I don't know. That that could be a thing. Jacob Weaver just said terrain. Yeah. Okay. Hey, actually, I want to go back to that idea, and I can't remember. Wh it was like a last episode, a few episodes ago. Somebody came up with the idea of having little interlockable pieces of terrain in five figure booster packs, and you get like oh, one yeah, square. And then you just, like, you can kind of build terrain. I, I would uh, totally dig that. I think that would be fun. That is honestly one of the best and more unique ideas I've heard in a really long time for this game. So sure. I really wish someone would make that. Uh, the last answer that I have on Twitter is from Dodgers88, and he said something they would actually replace if they came broken or missing parts. Unlike current Chase and Prime figures, zing. Ooh <laughs> Nice. Shots fired. All right. I'm out. All right. I'll uh, rattle the last few off. Big. Uh, Danny Meacham says big summer events and smaller sets with lots of effects and sculpts, like the Street Fighter or Justice League sets. Talking about the effects in the sculpts. Not ever getting those guys ever again. <laughs> uh, Jeff Polier, I'm surprised they don't produce official clicks trays. Not that we need them, as there are plenty available out there. That's very true. Some people make them, but I would love some WizKids branded ones. David Stenz's storage indeed. The mess of peanut bases, colossals, shy of keeping them in their original boxes with plastic inserts. You know, it's getting ridiculous. Peter Zachary asking the hard questions this week, I see. By far, Clicks is the most storage-intensive collectible game, so something specialized would be nice. But not that I'm interested in, but I'd personally like another, like, Build-A-Clicks Hulkbuster. So, you know, Build-A-Clicks every set would be sweet. But, you know, not the way it was done. You know, have the best piece as part of the release day OP kit, something, and then every brick and case has pieces you need. That, or have things like the Cap Sentinel, where you can customize the fig. So that'd be awesome. Tyler Mirren. I would have probably said action tokens, but since we have those, my answer has to be two things. 3D standard objects. I've been in the game for a little over four years, and I've seen the old 3D objects they used to put out, like the pop machine and the computer, the desk, street yeah. amp. And, uh... <laughs> And the pop machine was an ultra heavy before ultra heavies existed. Really? It, yeah. No, seriously, it does three damage. Nice. That's awesome. That's a. Is it heavier than a dumpster though? I mean, no, really? Well, I'm. Actually, you know what? I'll see if I can find the stats. But it okay. would be surprising in the United States how many deaths per year are directly due to pop machines falling over and killing people. Really? It's pretty sad. Oh man, that's. I just wanted to coke. Okay. I uh, suppose if you bought packs of Clicks FX spaces, uh, they were selling to use those. It just sort of bothered me that you had to buy at least two packs to have enough. Like, one pack only comes with three smoke markers and two barrier. Why? 
that, that is really inefficient. Christopher Smotherman. Uh, generic vehicles but that don't break theme. I really love this idea. Like, come on, are you really going to punish me for driving my buggy? You're like, just, just like, I got to get to the battle somehow, guys. Don't, like, hate on me that I had to drive my own car. Like, I, th- I think it's awesome. Like, we have vehicles that don't break theme. It would be so cool. I think it would be dope. Like, generic vehicles, you know? Like, that's, I don't know, I love it. Ah, finally, last, but certainly not least, Citizen, Christian Bogan. Uh, 3D maps, how cool would that be? I, I love the idea of, like, modular 3D maps where you could just, like, keep building onto. Yeah. I think that would be cool. Exactly. Obviously, that would be a game where you would need to stand up to play. Uh, just because to look through all, like, the 3D maps would be really hard. Like, ah, who's on that side of the building? You know, stuff like that. Okay, so... so just to update, a Consumer Product Safety Commission report from 1995 said that between the years of 1978 and 1995, a total of 37 Americans were killed by falling vending machines, so a little over two deaths per year are directly due to vending machines. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't shake vending machines. <laughs> And that is your uh, weekly PSA from the Dial H for Hero Click Studio. <laughs> that was kind of sad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Well. Anyway. All right. Well, that's all we have on uh, direct community question answers, but we do have a community question block from Malcolm Rush, our man from Japan. Japan. So, there's quite a few questions. I think we're just going to try to run through them kind of as quickly as we can from Malcolm. Um, Starting out with, uh, what other TV shows, movie, or video games do you want WizKids to make? And this is all coming on the heels of the Batman set coming out. Calder? So, video games, I 100% want like a Ace Attorney, Phoenix Wright style video game. If I had to choose... A movie, I would say, please make another Watchmen set. I don't really care if it's based on the comic or the movie, but either one would be awesome. And for TV shows, I would love an Ash versus the Evil Dead set. Okay. Uh, I want to go back to the 90s X-Men animated series. Uh, that's going to be my go-to for every one of his questions, basically. Everything's going to be pertaining to that. So let's just stick with there. Question number two, which characters do you want or don't want in that set? So for my set, for if I had to do a set to really like focus on, I would want an Ash vs. Evil Dead Gravity Feed, kind of like the Undead Gravity Feed we already have. It would have to have pretty much you can fit everybody in it, especially if it's a Gravity Feed. So do like the first movie versions, right? So make it Ash, Scotty, Linda, and Cheryl. Uh, that'd be great. And if you just choose to do that, then you can do the Evil Dead Two, or you have like Bobby Joe and the weird no teeth driver guy, and then Professor Nobi and his daughter, and then Ash with a chainsaw. Then you do Army Darkness, you can do like Lancelot, King Arthur, Merlin, Ash with a robot hand, and then you can do Evil Dead with like Pablo and Kelly, and all that stuff. That's what I want. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, so, characters that I would want, Juggernaut, because that was like my first experience into Juggernaut as a character, as well as Magneto. I loved them in the animated series. Um... Here's specifically what I would love because I think it would be hilarious and also make other people mad. So you know that meme of Wolverine laying on the bed and he's holding up that uh, picture frame and then people put whatever they want on the picture frame? 
Don't make a saber tooth in the set and then make that meme into a Heroclix form. So in the same way that like Deadpool title character was breaking the, the wall and he was like stomping on Heroclix yeah. figures. Just make it Wolverine laying in bed holding up the picture frame and on the picture frame is a really tiny picture of Sabretooth. <gasps> wow. <laughs> wow. Just wow. Wow, Chris. I know, right? That's that's what I want in that set. And then Jubilee. And then that's, and then Jubilee. that's all I need. <laughs> uh, third question. WizKids have been doing better to make characters work together. What trait or team ability do you want in this set? Uh, I would definitely need, so first off a trait, all the ashes need a shifting focus ash. So we would do the first ash mule dead where he just has an axe and he's kind of timid or whatever. So he might like have outwit, sidestep, and then maybe some laid out blades. Second movie ash, the chainsaw, and then also make a dead-eyed ash. All the, just all sorts of shifting focus ashes. But I would love a ghost beaters like style trait for Pablo Kelly and then the ash was evil dead specifically season ash. Really great, like a plus one to attack against someone with a monster keyword or something like that would be awesome. Okay. I would like them to bring back, if you did not know this was a thing, I promise you it was a thing. There was a Morlock team ability. <laughs> it's a real thing. But they, why? They haven't, why? They haven't printed it in forever. Why? Because they Why do the Morlocks need a team ability, though? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I wish that they would make not only Morlocks in the actual X-Men 90 set, because they were in there, um, albeit briefly, but uh, they could bring that back as well as bring back the Morlock team ability. Uh, question number four. In this set, what subgroups do you want? For mine, it would be like Dead-Eyed subgroup, Hero subgroup, and then... I guess I think that's like totally <laughs> never mind. Yeah, it's just like dead eyes and heroes. We pretty much like monsters, demons, and then the sort of the bystanders because there were some like bystander style characters. That's what I would dig for sure. Okay, I think that obviously mine are right on the nose. Duh, X Men. X Men subgroup. You could get Morlocks, of course, like I just mentioned, as well as the Brotherhood of Mutants as a sub theme. Uh, just there are a lot more X Men in the set than or in that show than there were. Uh, villains for X-Men, if you didn't know that. Um, and then possibly, possibly, bring back Savage Land as a thing. Um, question number four, in this set, or that's that's the wrong question. Number five, what would your chases be in this set? That is a really, 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 if you have an answer, go for it. I'm going to think about that for a second. So, yeah, mine um, is pretty easy. Uh, it's going to be the Horsemen of the Apocalypse, um, if you don't remember which ones those were specifically, they're like the exact same ones that they made a really long time ago, and they were all like uh, participation prizes or something like that. War, Famine, um, those were all actual named characters, and they were like peanut bases. They should just remake those because they were in the animated series as well as an apocalypse, so the set could have at least five Horsemen of the uh, Horsemen and Age and Apocalypse of the apocalypse and then make it so that their keyword says that they can all be on the same theme team because 
horseman of Apocalypse doesn't really apply to Apocalypse because he's not his own horseman. So they could screw that up real easily. So just make it sure, make sure that you can run a theme team with the horseman of Apocalypse. Did you think of one? Yes, I did indeed. I would want, uh, I already said my set would be Gravity Feed, so I don't have one chase. I would want my one chase to be a evil ash from Army of Darkness, and that'd be really cool. Just have a bunch of ashes. And then finally, you get the one big bad evil Ash who like has a cool power to control a skeleton army or whatever. You should have items in that set, by the way, like a chainsaw Ooh, and right. uh, the Necronomicon. And that was in that movie, right? Yeah, Necronomicon, yeah, like... chainsaw, the boomstick, double barrel shotgun. There's also the little the Kandarian dagger is a really prominent part of the show. Yeah, we're on the same page, man. We're on the same page. All right, last question. In your mind, 1 through 10, how likely would this set uh, actually be made by WizKids? 0 out of 10, never getting made. Someone just tell me print cards so I can make it. (laughs) Okay, uh, I think mine's actually pretty likely uh, since they're clearly working off nostalgia. And as I predicted... I'm, we're going to have to wait and see, but I'm going to guess that the Batman animated series set is going to be one of the top-selling sets of all time, mostly due to nostalgia. Uh, okay, if they yeah. did If they did the X-Men set, it also would pull in numbers, if not equal to, but more so than Batman would, just because X-Men is so easily accessible to a lot of people. Like, people love the X-Men, and if you look in the history of Heroclix, like, X-Men sets sell really well so um i think that yeah it's actually pretty likely just from a business standpoint so i'm gonna give it like a nine actually but maybe not right away um probably within five years i would bet real money on it being made as a set uh and then malcolm said that if we wanted to give a complete list of the set Man, there was way too many characters in the animated series for me to make a, an entire set list. But you could definitely make like a 70 character plus set out of the uh, out of the X Men animated series. What what uh what do you think the number of characters in an Evil Dead set would be? Uh, I would say on the high end we would do 30. So this is what I'm thinking it would go. Like all the commons are going to be Evil Dead ones. So we would do Linda, Cheryl, and Scotty, and they would all have a half dial, so they would all have, like, two clicks that's just, like, where human beings give them perplexer outwit just to be, like, show off their banter. And then they would have a three- or four-click-long other dial, which is their Deadite dial, which I think would be cool. Then we would do an Ash, right? That's Evil Dead 1. Evil Dead 2, we would do Ash with a specific Deadite Linda, because she was terrifying. Maybe give her the chainsaw. Then we would do, like, chainsaw with boomstick Ash, and then... Linda, and then we would do Rachel Noby, her boyfriend, and then that's it for that set. Then, like, Army Darkness, we would do Cool Hand Ash. Then we would do the witch chick. I forgot what her name was, but, like, he, like, Pillow Talker or whatever. That's what we call Tillopock, baby. Blow. Whatever. You know, we would do (laughs) her. We would do Generic Knight of Camelot, King Arthur, Merlin, and then a Evil Deadite Skeleton. And then, like I said, the chase would be Evil Ash. Then, like, for Evil Dead... Ash was evil of the TV show. You just do Pablo, Kelly, Old Man Ash, and then you do the evil she. Oh, I want to say this is a cool stuff sponsor podcast. Never mind. You would do um, Lucy Lawless's character, 
And then you could do a couple different deadites, like the female cop, who was really prominent in the first season. You could do Ash's daughter, who was prominent. You could do Ash's other friend, stuff like that. But most importantly, you would have, like, you know the Batman set? Not this Batman set, and not the other 80,000 Batman sets, but the Batman TV set had that little buy a Batmobile thing. You would make that, and you would make it the... Um, you'd make it his Oldsmobile from Army of Darkness, the one with the giant fan on it that he, like, rigged up, that he, like, drove into battle and killed a bunch of skeletons with. That would be, like, a really side thing you would buy with the sets. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a couple characters I do want to mention that I would like to be made, for sure, in uh, the X-Men animated set. Uh, Morph. Uh, that was, I believe, the first time Morph was ever actually created as a character was in that... TV show, and then they completely just like stole the name and changed how the powers work entirely, and then made him a character in the comics. If that, if my recollection, he's an Avenger. Interesting. What? Um, he he is an Avenger because of the Exiles. I actually read okay. that entire Exiles thing. So they're like alternate reality versions of characters. So he is an alternate reality actual Avenger that he got brought in with the Exiles with. Um, well, that, that's a whole other Yeah, he doesn't look weird or anything. No, no. Um, let's see. So uh, Callisto could be made, remade, uh, since she's like kind of the leader of the Morlocks. Um, by the way, I did take the time to look up the Morlocks team ability, in case you did not know. Uh, whenever a character using this team ability makes a close combat attack, modify its attack value by plus one for each other character using this team ability adjacent to both this character and and the target. It's really good. It's not that, it, it, it should have been used more, and I don't understand why it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, they could have put this on a lot of the more recent Morlocks, like Thorn, or the generic Morlocks, and in the entire history of the game, let's see, three, six, eight. Eight characters have the Morlocks team ability. And, um... What is wrong is, with these people? What, it, they're rev sets of Morlock... And then Rev set of Callisto, Johnny L, which was the LE of the Morlock, and Morlock Leader, which was the LE of Callisto. That that <laughs> Callisto is good, man. That running shot combat reflexes combo is deadly. <laughs> so yeah, that was like one of those. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but as far as um, bringing it back, I I feel like they they definitely. You know what that was. You see my downstairs mix-up? Yeah, I didn't ask to see that tonight. I'm on That is a downstairs mix-up. But uh, they should bring that back as well as Morph. Make him, like, click him for the first time. Because it's a different character than the one they've actually made. But, yeah, that's all I got on those questions. Do you have anything else? No, I'd say that is all. Amazing questions, as always, Malcolm. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, you can always make sure and email us stuff in on uh, our email, which is dialhforheroclicks at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us and message us on Facebook. Just search dialhforheroclicks. Or you can tweet at us on Twitter at dialhforheroclicks. That is the number four. Make sure that you jump on those if you are not already for the weekly uh, Community Tuesdays question. So you can jump on those. It is going to be very imperative in the giveaways during the month of August. I'll just let you know that now. Uh, being part of the community uh, nets you some benefits. Go figure. So um, we don't have any we don't have any birthdays this week. No birthdays. So yeah, no birthdays this week. If you uh, have a birthday coming up, whoa, Sony, that was a please, lie. 
Actually, is I it? just realized it was Kevin's birthday yesterday. Does he listen to this podcast? No. Well, then he's not getting a happy birthday. No. <laughs> Watch this be the one episode he listens to, and he's like, those bastards. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, if it is your birthday coming up or a player at your local venue or somebody that you like in your life, just let us know who it is, when their birthday is, and we'll give them official Dial H for Heroclix Arabian Happy Birthday, which comes with the sweet sound bite that some of you are accustomed to. I just want to play this because it'll make some of you happy. I like turtles. I do too. And <laughs> that, is, that is all I got. And uh, you hit it, Calder. Uh, as a friendly reminder, Dial for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. You can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and seal products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails.